Hey everyone, welcome to Group Text. You know, when we talk about women breaking uh, barriers, well, we have one today. Rachel Wolfson is a stand-up comedian and why we're talking today, the first female in Jackass and Jackass Forever is opening, is out this month. Yes, February 4th, it, it came out and it's in theaters. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for that great introduction. By the way, hilarious. Oh, wow. You saw it? I got, I was fortunate enough to see the screener and I loved it. I felt like it was a throwback to the original why we all love Jackass so much. It was very, um, bare bones is the wrong way to say it, but I felt like it was back to more of the original. Yeah, I, that's so cool. And thank you so much for saying that because um, I think it's the nostalgia that people really are attracted to. And and that's really cool. I'm so glad you picked that up. Yeah, and I gotta say, I was sitting by myself and watching it on my iPad. So not exactly like prime viewing conditions. And I was laughing out loud by myself. Were you always a fan of the show? Yes, I was an MTV kid. So when I when when Jackass came out, I was around 14 or 15, which is the perfect age, I think, to be inducted into into Jackass. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I would make prank calls as a kid and my my friends were just, you know, total pranksters. So for me, you know, when I when I met them, it was like I had known them my whole life. Right. Right. But how I got to ask, OK, how did you get there. I mean, this is not like a normal career trajectory because you were raised in Las Vegas. Yes. Which is different to begin with. Yeah. I mean, my trajectory, like you said, is, is very, you know, um, it's different. Everyone, all the new cast members, their way in is different. Um, I'm, you know, as a comedian, I post a lot of my content online, jokes, memes, um, material and things like that. So in 2019, I noticed that Johnny Knoxville was liking a bunch of my stuff. Um, you know, very, very fanning out, you know, on my content. (laughs) And then shortly after I got a message from him, you know, maybe like a couple months after I had noticed this and he asked if I wanted to get on a phone call with him to talk about something. And I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe I was receiving messages from the real Johnny Knoxville. I thought I was being pranked. I was going to say, it's not like Johnny Knoxville slides into everybody's DMs. No, no. And I I was like, I was like, is he going to extort me for like $5,000? What is this? What what is this? So, um, no, it was really him. And when I first heard his voice on the phone, I I couldn't believe it. And at first he didn't bring up that it was a movie. He phrased it like it was some kind of anniversary special, but it didn't matter because I was like, whatever Johnny Knoxville asks of me, I'm going to do. Um, so I came in for a meeting with him and the director and it was the quickest meeting ever because all of us are really bad at meetings. We all have ADHD and, um, I, I didn't ask any questions. So it was like, do you want to come play with us? Um, and I was like, yes. And they were like, okay, that was it. You know, (laughs) so um, in retrospect, I probably should have asked a few questions, but I just put my full trust in them. Which says a lot about you mentally. Um, <laughs> that I'm unwell. <laughs> it, 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 yeah, I was going to say, now, 
what happened to you as a child. But you you talked about, and when I read your information, that you were always, all your whole life, you were doing ridiculous stuff with your friends, you know, stuff like that we all did, at least for us, like in college, like riding around in shopping carts. Did your parents have good medical coverage? I mean, what what I would hope. I was a really rambunctious kid. Um, you know, I had ADHD, so I was bouncing off the walls and I was very much a tomboy. So sports and climbing on things and, and just, you know, being one of the boys was something that I, I had always, you know, I, I just always experienced as a kid. So, um, you know, for me, I think it made sense. Like if you would have sat me down at 15 and, and said one day, you're going to be a jackass. And I'd be like, yeah, you're probably right. (laughs) That's the old, um, you know, what is it? Visualization. Like if you believe it, it will happen. Did you mean it's so in that meeting when they said, okay, you want to come play? Did you just walk out and go, when did it hit you that you were actually going to be in jackass? Were you just like driving down the street and went, holy shit. I mean, it's so crazy because I still don't believe it's real in a way. Like, what did I just do and what just happened? Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I still to this day, I'm like, it hasn't hit I mean, it hit me, but it hasn't yet. I don't know. It's hard to explain because I still feel like the same person. And I think maybe it's because I, I grew up watching these guys that there was never really a start or a stopping point where they were in my life. It just seems like they've always been in my life. Um, but maybe, yeah, I, I think, I don't know. I think um, I'm still taking it all in. <laughs> what was your first day on set like? Because they're a very tight group and suddenly having, I hate the word using for us adult girl, but suddenly having a girl in the room, that had to throw everyone off a little bit because it was such a boys club. Right. Well, you know what? My my background in stand-up, as you know, um, mm-hmm. Um, from your experience as well with your mom, it's very much a boys club there too. And um, I think that really did prepare me to, you know, in standup, I don't necessarily look at people based off their gender. It's just like, are you a comic or not? You know what I mean? And that's how my mom, that's how my mom looked at it. Right. And it's like, no matter where you are in the world, if you run into a comedian, you, you run, you're one of us. Like it's almost, you know, like, you know, the soldiers, when they see another soldier out, like it's us and the rest of the world. So for me, when I got to set, I was intimidated for sure. And I felt the pressure, but not necessarily because of my gender, but because I was new. Right. And I did want to prove myself. Who, other than Johnny, who was the first one to come up and say, you're going to be okay? (laughs) Um, you know, um, I want to say, I don't think any of them ever said I was going to be okay because I, you know, you just don't know. Well, the most welcoming, the most welcoming. Yeah, I was definitely Preston Lacey. Um, you know, there was a moment on the bus one time we were filming the, I think it was the opening or closing scene. It was the closing scene, the ending scene with the vomitron. Cause the whole thing was all the, the new casts were being pranked on the Vomitron and I was with the OGs and I was going to play like, um, uh, support, like medical support. Like if right. you watch the end, there's a, there's a two soldiers, I guess, who are carrying 
Dave England hops onto my thing and he ends up getting shot in the ass by like, we didn't really save him that much. You know? Yeah. Yeah. We you're going to pick him up and bring him right into the line of fire. Right. Well, you managed to. Yeah. He got nailed in a beautiful, beautiful slow motion shot. Um, but there was a moment where I got to spend the day with, you know, the OGs, just me, none of the, none of the other um, new casts were around. And that was a really cool day that I, I don't really specifically remember what he said, but I remember how it made me feel. And it made me feel like, oh, they, they've accepted me. Um, I'm, I'm one of them, you know? So he, he kind of said, you're okay. You're okay. Cause I, I, I want, I wanted to go eat lunch on the bus. And when I walked on, I didn't realize all the OGs were on there. And I kind of like walked, I was like, Oh, is this okay? And they're like, yeah, come on here. You're one of us. You're good in our book, you know? So that was a really, really cool moment. How did you prove yourself? I mean, cause there had to be, no matter how comfortable people make you feel, there's always, especially with this group, there's that moment of almost, I dare you. Yeah. What, what was that moment for you? Cause we're going to get into the whole thing. I got questions about the scorpion. Yeah, there was, um, there was a couple moments, um, that stay, stand out. There was a bit that didn't make the movie cause it just didn't work. Um, where I, I volunteered myself and that's when I think Knoxville and Tremaine really were like, oh, okay, so she's down. And, um, cause you know, they were testing a bunch of us. And that's the thing, you know, not everyone was super down from the beginning as far as new cast members. And were there other women? They did. They did test two other girls. Um, but yeah, they did. And they're both, you know, very funny um, improvers, I guess. I don't know if they do stand up per se. Maybe they do just different alt, alt comedians, I guess you would call them. They were friends. Um, we didn't shoot the same day together. They had their own. Um, so. I was on, I was, it was just me and the boys. And, um, for me, I was always like, whatever they ask of me, I'm going to say yes. Ooh. And so that's commitment. Yeah. And so for me, when I really, really felt like, oh, okay, I'm proving myself was with the taser. Um, cause I don't really know. I don't think they really knew if they, if they were going to have women and if, if they were going to have women, what, what were they going to do with us per se? And right. how down were we? And and what? Where's the line between it being funny and me? Right. Yeah, you lick a taser. Yeah. I mean, what was going through your head? Like, you know, okay, got to do this if I want this job. I mean, what mental state did you have to psych yourself into? Because I'm I'm I've always had more guy friends and girlfriends, so I always I get that. And there's always that moment you're like, oh God, okay, I gotta do this. I gotta, I gotta commit. Honestly, what was going through my mind was nothing hurts as bad as not making it. You know, it's great. By the way, that's a great way to look at it. So for me, it's like, oh, licking a taser. I mean, tasers don't really. It's not gonna kill me, right? And I, I can experience pain, and I, I, I guess that, that's what really for me, it's like, I can do this. Like I, you know, if they can do it, I can do it. And let's see what this is about, you know? And after doing it, I'm like, I understand why no one would want to get tasered. <laughs> I just say, how much did it hurt? Especially like in your face. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that was the thing I was like, always concerned, you know, as a, as a standup, like, I don't want to fuck up anything permanent in this region. Um, but uh, it, it was painful. It was like sticking your tongue through a electric socket 
And also it felt kind of like, like a saw, like it just felt, it felt really uncomfortable. Yeah. And you're not like, you weren't allowed to speak. That was the whole. Yeah. Probably the only time I've been quiet in my life. I was going to say, cause it was, I mean, I was just like, holy, holy shit. So in other words, they did not go easy on you. No. Well, the thing, the funny thing is, is like in, in the movie, um, they actually use two different tasers, which is why, um, you might see two different types of tasers in the shot. Um, so we shot with one taser and then Jeff wanted to shoot again. He's notorious for let's shoot it again. You know, great. <laughs> this time he said he wanted to use a different taser because of the current, you know, they, they wanted to get a really good shot. Um, and you could see the current more, but he's like, don't worry. It's, it's not more powerful. And, and that's when I found out Jeff was a liar. It was more <laughs> powerful. <laughs> well, also to say like, Oh God, I have to do this a second time. Yeah. That was the thing too. It's like, um, you know, I, I, I'm thinking I, I won't have to do this again, but I, I licked the taser probably like six times, three times each. So. Oh my God. Like how do you, I understand like having to like back up and do it once, mm -hmm. but to know what's about to happen again. Yeah. Has to be. And then six times you're just like, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> what were the after effects? Could you like, it was it like burning your tongue really badly? Well, your, your, your mouth, I believe is like one of the fastest healing parts of your body. And it your is. Tongue too. Um, my tongue, tongue was like completely numb. Were there any situations where you were uncomfortable? No, no, not at all. In fact, I thought maybe there were situations where they might be uncomfortable. <laughs> that was my next question is like, what made them uncomfortable? I mean, they're so used to like, I mean, all these guys whip it out all the time, but there, it had to be a little bit different from them because the truth of the matter is they're all really good guys. Yes. They're great guys. I mean, that's the thing is they're all, I look to them like, like whenever anyone is like, Oh, how hot is Johnny Knoxville and Steve-O? And I'm like, they're like my dads, you yeah. know, they're like my uncles, like working with them is like really ruined that fantasy. Yeah. Oh, working with anyone ruins the fantasy. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I think for, for me, I I've always been complete, I'm comfortable being around nudity, um, any kind of nudity. And, you know, so growing up watching Jackass, that wasn't necessarily a surprise for me, but it was probably, uh, new for them to whip it out. And they're, I mean, th that's the other thing too, is there's so many women on set. I'm not sure there was really any uncomfortability. In fact, I think everyone was pretty comfortable with each other. So there are, uh, there were other women on set in the sense of like crew and this and that. So these guys were totally used to just stripping down in front of whomever. You know, that's the thing I think people might find surprising. I don't know if, if, you know, maybe to the fans or whatnot, how much they know, but there is a lot of women working on the uh, making jackass happen behind the scenes, you know, everything down from wardrobe to producing. I mean, you know, to, to Jeff and, and Knoxville's right hand women are women, you know? So, um, that was really cool as well. Cause I felt like, Oh, okay. Um, this is, this is really cool. And I feel like, I felt like maybe I had to prove to them, to the women that I like, I can be really? here with you guys. That's really interesting. Cause I'm assuming it's the same group, you know, who's been working together for a long time. Yeah. I mean, they truly, truly are a family and they work with the same people for years and years and years. And honestly, getting those people's approval and validation meant so much to me because, 
at the end of the day, you really have to find the perfect people. This is a, this is a unique cast that has built these memories for decades and, you know, to have new people come in, which I think they were a lot, to be honest, I think they were reluctant. A lot of them, most of them were reluctant to add a new crew and especially a woman. Um, but at the end of the day, they are really good guys. And I think from the beginning, as soon as we started test shooting, they could see that there was a chemistry between us and there was something there. How'd they decide which stunts you were going to do? <laughs> um, you know, a couple, a couple of the things they would ask, like the taser and the scorpion, they asked if I would do it. And I said, yes, obviously no, no doubt in my mind. Um, and it, anything they asked me to do, I said, yes, there was not one thing that they came to me or that, um, that, that I participated in that I said no to. So, um, I, I of course got pranked a couple times and, um, what were they? Well, there was the, uh, the glitter and the paint, um, which is, I think ended up in the credits. I didn't know that I was going to get pranked obviously. Um, but I, but in retrospect, when anyone is nice to you on the set of Jackass, like if they're just asking you how your day is, they're about to fuck your whole world up. <laughs> so I was like, there was, uh, cause Knoxville came and got me right before the prank. He's walking me out and he's being so nice. Like he's just asking me a bunch of questions. And I was like, Oh wow. Knoxville's really, you know, he, he really wants to know about my life today, but yeah. And then I got um, blasted with uh, paint and glitter. Yeah. It's nice to know that you have to live completely on the, on the d- defense while you're on set all day. Like what's about to happen. Totally. And the, I'm the only one that comes to set with full hair and makeup. Like I had just gotten a fresh blowout. I looked, I was looking real cute. And, uh, <laughs> and then five minutes into going to set that day, it was all ruined. Yeah. That, that yeah, I'm surprised for someone who has a, a ADHD that your anxiety level wasn't at like 20. Oh yeah. No, my, I thought I knew what paranoia was. And then I started working on jackass and I was like, that wasn't paranoia. <laughs> no, this is, this is like, you hear something and you jump. Yeah. Um, how, okay. I got to ask about the scorpion and people understand this when they see the movie. I don't want to give it away, but it's all about plastic surgery. <laughs> yes. How did you not lose your shit when a scorpion is crawling on your face? It, it, it's, it, it's not even the, the sting, it's the anticipation that's like a nightmare. Yeah. I mean, I was extremely nervous. Um, it was a, it was a hot day, but I was sweating, um, everywhere. (laughs) I just, um, you know, I didn't even know if I was allergic, but was willing to find out, you know, and did they have an EpiPen on set? They had medical and I refused medical help because the goal was to see how swollen it could get. Um, and I wanted to get the best shot. Your poor parents. Oh, I know. I mean, I don't know if, if this is what my Jewish parents had envisioned for me for my no, career. No, no. Um, but um, yeah, and it was incredibly painful. We actually used two different kinds of scorpions, and um, the one that wasn't seen was much smaller than the one that was seen. And the smaller one, I mean, the the big one hurt, and the, but the smaller one hurt even worse. And, um, so yeah, if anyone listening ever encounters a scorpion, watch out for the small ones. Yeah. 
But I was going to say, to be sitting there and not just putting it on your face, they're, they're fucking with it to make it sting. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was, um, that was definitely nerve wracking. I mean, they're, they're, it's stinging me. It's clawing me. It's squirting venom into my lips. I'm swallowing Ugh. it. I mean, there was a lot going on there. <laughs> now you're in a relationship. Yes. How do you explain that when you go, how was your day at work, dear? Yeah. <laughs> That's like, well. That's <laughs> a good question. Um, you know, my my boyfriend is a stand-up comedian as well. His name's Matt Edgar. And he's um, he's been doing it for 15 years. He's a paid regular at the comedy store. So I, I'm very lucky in a sense of, he's so accepting. He also grew up, you know, a huge jackass fan and he's so stoked on it and such a big supporter, um, would take me to set, drop me off. I can only imagine the anxiety he was having him and my mom were just like texting back and forth, just wondering, you know, am I, am I going to be okay? Um, but yeah, I think for, for me, it just wouldn't have worked if, if, if I was dating someone who wasn't accepting of this, because from the beginning, my, my thought was I'm doing this no matter what. Right. It's not even about someone being accepting. It's about how you even go home and say, well, today at work, I watched guys get kicked in the balls for three hours. Right. And he was honestly jealous, not like, not, not because of me, but because he wasn't there to see their dick and balls. <laughs> he, you know, cause we all grew up on these penises and, um, yeah, he was, he felt like, you know, fear of missing out a little FOMO, a little FOMO and not getting to see this in person. Um, how is this opening doors for you? Because you you already were an actress and a comedian. This is now moving to the top of your resume. I mean, you know, I I it's only been out for a little bit and I, I'm getting a lot of like really good press and exposure and you know things are things are in the works. And I honestly like I'm just excited to see what's to come. I I, you know, when I started stand-up, I really fell in love with the art of it and my whole goal was to become a beast at stand-up comedy. And I, I started in 2016. I'm very much a baby in terms of my career in stand-up. Um, but that was always my end goal was to become a beast. I mean, I, I really want to get good at it. So the fact that along the way, three years into my stand-up career, I book a movie, it's my first movie and it's a major movie. Um, who knows? I mean, who knows what'll happen again. And I'd love to keep working. I love to make people laugh and entertain. And if, as long as I'm doing that, I'm, I'm blessed. Well, you are wonderful, which is a weird word to use for your quote unquote performance in the movie. I have to say I was a bit jealous because I'm such a huge jackass fan and, you know, Steve-O is like the sweetest, nicest person. And I think it'd be hilarious if they got you in there and did something to you. Well, I, the, it was all good till I saw Johnny get gored by the bull. Cause that was like a serious accident. My favorite is everyone in neck braces being carried off, waving and giving a thumbs up <laughs> with missing teeth. Um, I'm sure your parents are like, why did we spend all that money on braces? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, thank God I, um, I didn't have anything, uh, um, missing, but I feel like they have such, they have good dental insurance that it might be worth losing a teeth or a tooth or two or something. Well, you are hilarious in the movie. Like I said, I'm a little bit jealous. I'm a huge Knoxville fan. I love Steve-O. I, I know him like what a wonderful, fun first movie. Thank you so much, Melissa. That means so much. And I'm so glad that you survived it. 
Oh yeah. So are my parents. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, cause you've now paved the way for women to be on jackass. I mean, yeah. Women can be jackasses too. You know, tell me about it. Welcome to my world, Rachel. You are fantastic. Thank you so much. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. 